no outcasts for you today, guys and gals. Always forget the girls, don't I? So every, every, hi, guys. How very not 2020 of me. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here. I've had Claire in the studio of me this morning, recording, recording, recording for our Facebook Live. And I, I brought her in because she's the best person I know in the entire industry that I've ever met on this kind of stuff. And it's a question that coming from Chris Malhewish. Um, he basically wanted to know how he can over-deliver to semi-private clients. And I think there's so much in this, like this notion of having to over-deliver, especially now when we think the pressure's on, like how do we add bells and whistles into the service that makes people want to stay? And it is a very, it's a lot more of a challenging discussion to have than we give it credit for because over-delivery does not come without problems. Uh, I think there's a lot of risk in over-delivery and often it takes your eyes off the prize when it comes to what people are meant to be paying for. So with this in mind, I'm going to hand over to myself and Claire in a grand total of three, two, and one. Here you go, gang. Yeah, and honestly, hung like an ox. <laughs> I didn't even know how hung an ox is. Not a clue. No, neither do I. <laughs> That's a bit of a stitch-up job, wasn't it? Was, was, this morning. Yeah, <laughs> we had a, such an amazing discussion about this this time last week. It was and brilliant. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good and it didn't record. So here we are. Uh, topic that was raised. Who, who asked the question? Remind me. Is it Chris Melhewish? Yes. Okay, so Chris is uh, running semi-private training. I think the answers we give today are largely uh, relevant for one-to-one, semi-private and group training too. Um, but the question was what like additional stuff do I need to give to my group uh, members in order to like keep their interest and all that kind of stuff. And it's a question that comes up time and time again. And it's, I think it's very easy for trainers to be voyeuristic over what others do and think, Oh my goodness, I'm not giving them enough. I'm not doing enough. So, so where do you, where do you stand on this like delivery of extra? I think that um, it first point for me for everything is kind of what is your service and what have you sold? Yeah, 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 clients because that the service has to match up to what you've sold people. Obviously, yeah. If you're so. selling transformations, they're there for, first and <laughs> foremost to change the way they look. Like that—that's a big thing. But I think, like for, yeah. for us, like at Curious, like everyone's there for like they're not necessarily there for transformation. They're not there for not transformation, but like they're there largely for the training component. Yeah, that's the, that's the biggest thing. So I, com- I completely agree there. Yeah, I think um, the when it comes to extras I think there's a there's this kind of like drive to put in more and I need to put in more and what else can I provide and there's never that step back to say is it actually useful and a lot of these things appear on face value to be useful give me an example (laughs) um things like the um, Adding in recipe books, for example. Yeah, yeah, they make us look so professional because they're branded. It's like, wow, these people take design values really seriously. Yeah. But then I asked, like, members are curious, like, how many of you use these? And, like, out of 200 odd people, is like maybe four or five have gone through one book completely. Um, so, so I don't think it's a bad idea to have them, though, right? No, I think there's, it's always that balance. I think having one or two, having something that it, it does have a novel stimulus. It does have that yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. wow, that's really nice. And I wasn't expecting that. And yeah, I'll have a have a little bit of a play with it. I think 
with that and with a lot of the extra stuff, there's a danger that it becomes background noise. Yeah. So if yeah, it's yeah. kind of constantly there and, and people just kind of start taking it for granted, they forget it's there, they don't look at it, um, they don't they don't use it, they don't value it. And it can also be a little bit of a smokescreen for us as, as trainers yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of we end up putting more and more energy into that stuff and not the core service, the reason people come. And we we need a lot of trainers, I think, need to sort of have that confidence to say, do you know what? People come because my sessions are amazing. Yeah, That's I'm enough. What they want from me. Yeah, I'm enough. Uh, honestly, it's, it, I couldn't agree more. Like I've, I've said on a few of these things and we, we said it last week. <laughs> That um that I, I genuinely think like ninety percent of what we do is is in session delivery. It's not even like the the longer term program design. It's creating an environment that people want to come back to time and time and time again. That's not like that. That sounds like I'm aiming that at gym owners. I'm I'm not. I'm I'm setting. If you work in pure gym, the gym with your mobile, go to people's houses. It doesn't matter. You like your session itself is an environment, and people wanting to come back to that. Like ninety percent of it is going to be your delivery session. I, I, I guarantee, and we, we look, we've been through this as well, haven't we, where um, the same program delivered with 80% of its usual intent and purpose versus 100%, somebody's going to leave because of that potentially. Yeah. And, and no recipe book or home training app or member site is going to save that, is it really? No, no. I think one of the examples where you really see it that doesn't apply specifically to personal training, but if you've ever taught a class and particularly a class <laughs> yeah. where you have to participate. So like when I've taught Zumba or body combat, those kind of things, and you're at the front of the class and I've taught Zumba when I've been fully fit, able to give it that 110%. And I've been there where I've had to say, look guys, I've got a bit of an injury this time. I can't really jump as much, but I need you to do it. And as soon as you're not giving that kind of energy into the class environment, you don't get it back. So then you dredge up that and you're like, okay, I'm going to have to jump and sorry me. And, you and then know, people I'll nitpick as well, later. don't they? They nitpick. Yeah. So that's a perfect example where you can you get a direct feedback. You can see that what I put in, I have to put in more than I get back. And exactly the same applies in a personal training environment. It's just that you're not jumping up and down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're, yeah. You're giving that energy in different ways. And you're giving it in different ways based on the person in front of you. So some people want that kind of, yay, go for it, kind yeah. of scream across the, the gym stuff. Some people want a kind of more gentle, quieter encouragement, but it's still got that energy and intent and purpose behind it. Absolutely, that's the thing. And I think a lot of people say, you've got to go into your sessions with like energy and focus. A lot of people think that's going to be like being a hyperactive nut job. Like I tend to be, actually, uh, we've got Danny that works at Curious, her energy and intent and purpose um she's a lot quieter actually a lot more articulate and very calm and therefore she'll attract a certain kind of person in and, and i love that like diversity of what energy can be interpreted as i think every single person knows what focus and what intention and what drive looks like to you and how you express that but um going back to some of the bells and whistles like recipe books and things like that i think there's such a good place for them in terms of making us look like we are maybe a little bit more corporate, a little bit more well thought out. Um, having a member site isn't a bad idea. And the, the thing I found with this is that you do a poll amongst your clients and say, hey, who would like recipe books? And literally 200 hands wave in the air. And then you release the first recipe book and the crowd goes wild. Everyone loves it. And then you release recipe book two and there's like, oh, 
Nobody seems to like this anymore. I'm a terrible person. I'm a terrible trainer. My business is going to die. And the same with home workout videos and stuff. Like running them is a great idea and having a member site full of it is a great idea. I found the uptake in the member site for Curious was really fast in week one. But when people sign up to like a personal training service, I think so much of what they want is immediate feedback. They want to see the expressions. When they do something, they want to see your facial expressions in real time. They want to hear your verbal nods in real time. They want that feedback immediately that they've done a good job. And I think it takes a very individual kind of person when they're signed up to a personal training service to think that most of their value is coming from not that, like a, a pre-recorded video on a member site. These things, again, they make us look so professional. They make us look so good. But we've got to go into it knowing full well if we pour time, money, effort, and energy into it, it is serving to, to coin Corbin here, the few but not the many. Is, do you think that's fair? Is, is that what you see? Because you speak to so many trainers, way more than me now. Do you think that's fair, a fair judgment? Because I'm using my bias at Curious here. Yeah, I think there's a few bits from that. Because one is, obviously, if you ask clients whether they want this extra thing, <laughs> yeah. no one's going to say no, because they don't have to evaluate whether they're going to actually use it. Yeah. At that point, it's just, would you be interested? Well, yeah, I'm interested. I've not got to invest any time, money or effort into this. You want to give me something? I'll take that. Yeah. So you're always going to get a yes answer from a client if you ask them, which doesn't help. You need to be the one that evaluates whether it's worth the time and money you're putting into it from your business point of view. I think the second thing is when you provide these things, you kind of have to help your clients work out how they can use them in their lives. We get to give that information. So if it's a recipe book, if you if you make some things from the recipe book, and I know you've done this before with yeah, Curious yeah. and stuff where different people have kind of said, oh, I made this, what's everyone else use? And certainly when I've done stuff like that, you create an environment where people use it. It doesn't last forever, but it gives it that little bit of a push that gets its use. And I think whenever you add anything in, you have to help clients work out kind of how it fits in their life, how it becomes part of their their daily or weekly or what, whatever it is you, you put in with frequency, um, life and just a habit that they do so that it, that's yeah, yeah, more com- likely to get used. Agreed. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a, a really, a really key point. And I think something you guys have done well at Curious, when you do add in something, whether it's a long-term thing or a short-term sort of challenge or novel stimulus, yeah. you guys participate. Yeah, we've got a thirty-day challenge at the moment, and I've I've, like everyone's got their own goals, and like Johnny's driving it. So because we're quite staff rich as it stands, like Johnny's driving the challenge, set it up. Michelle checks in and makes sure everyone's accountable to doing it. And if they don't do, then they get a message from Michelle the next day. What can we do to support you? What were your numbers like yesterday? Was it a bad day? How do we coach you more? Um, I'm taking part in it. Danny's taking part of it. Um, I don't think Michelle is. I've not I've not seen, but like two out of the out of two out of the five staff, we're, we're, we're in there doing it. Yeah, and it makes a difference because yeah. it gives clients sort of more interest in, in things. It might be sometimes it's something that's maybe not appropriate for you to do or it, it doesn't make sense, but you can still encourage and show how We get more participation from that. We get more yeah. participation from doing like a 30-day challenge, which needs no resources. It just needs like a, hey, guys, we want to work on this as a group together this month. Who fancies it? We get way more um, hands raised and uptake of that, doing that, than, hey, guys, we've got a new recipe book for vegans out this month. Who wants to try some great lentils? And, and 
like the uptake of was like, yeah, yeah, I should probably do that. And they don't. But another thing you touched on there is actually helping clients understand what the resource is there to serve. Because you say we've done things like, okay, and I think that comes from lessons learned. We've done things in the past, like release recipe books or challenges or new resources. And because we've not explained it well enough in different ways for different learning styles, actually the thing we've released has become a huge source of frustration. And we've lost members, not gained members or retained members. We've actually lost members because of the extra effort. It's like if somebody can't download something from Dropbox and they spent five minutes doing it and then they send us an email and the email doesn't get served until like 10 hours later, that's 10 hours they've been stewing on something. They go to the next session, they nitpick that. And then just this heightened sense all the while of, I didn't sign up to this. I don't feel valued. I don't feel important. This goes against everything that I signed up to. I'm out of here. Yeah. All because we released a fucking recipe book. <laughs> you know? And, and I think, it's normal though. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's two kind of elements to that as well in terms of one is with current with current members that see something come in for a start, they yeah, potentially yeah. see the the new thing and value it differently to um to, to members who kind of come in when it's already a part of, it's, it's like another extra. And I think, as you say, existing members, that, that can be a bonus because they see something new and, and it's like, oh, you're adding to our value. And yeah, that's yeah. great that, that um, newer members don't see it as a, a new thing. It was part of something that they signed up to. The other thing, as you say, is kind of if it takes away from what they thought initially they were getting, then it dilutes their um, their value because they thought all your time and effort was going into this one thing and now you're spending time on something that they're not interested in that to them is a dilution of that initial element um, and the same thing with with new new members so when it's already part of the background stuff when they sign up yeah it can also devalue what you offer because if when they sign up you they you give them a list of things that you provide on top of your sessions and they sit there and say, but I don't want all of that kind of stuff. In their head, they've apportioned some value to that. And they're yeah, yeah. now paying for something they're not using. Can I get a discount because I don't want a recipe book, as an example? Yeah. Or yeah. I don't really use member sites. Can I get a discount on that? It's like, Eah! So how you position that's hard. Yeah. Okay, so uh, putting you on the spot a little bit. If, you were, if a personal trainer comes to you and said, look, Claire, I, I think I need to just shake things up a little bit add a bit of extra value into my clients, uh, whether it's one-to-one, semi-private or group, what's the first thing you would start with? What, where would you start? What have you seen has worked well? I think novel stimulus really can work well. And I think that can be something, whether that's, um, I'm going to say a challenge, and that incorporates so many different things. Yeah, yeah. So it could be a bit like your challenge at the moment in Curious. It could be one where people kind of double down a little bit on those things that they we're already kind of meant to be tracking, but they've gone off yeah, a little yeah. bit with, and it just creates a little bit more interest because you've got a group of people doing it, um, which may not work if you've got one-to-one people and you don't have that that kind of yeah, group connection, element. is it? But, um, but you can add in things that sort of maybe adds a little bit of fun. Maybe not right now, but um, a, a one-day event where you get, all your one-to-one clients together and you you have some fun, you know, you do something fun or you train together or you go for a walk. 
Um, obviously, now you'd have to work around whatever that the went down a storm for us. Are. By the way, jo Johnny and Danny guided uh, a walk for our members uh, around Bath Skyline. Went down an absolute storm. A storm. It took what half a day's planning. Johnny planned the route, got lost. <laughs> the most Johnny thing you've ever heard. Uh, but it, again, that, that's such a strong thing. And the amount of time it takes to prepare and then do that for the value it adds. You know, we put a lot of time and effort into creating a members site over lockdown. And I'm pleased we've got it. But I know full well that people enjoyed the walk more, yeah. the uptakes more, the, the brand perception on following up from that is more. You, you always, you know, as an individual, we, we always like those things where we meet people and also where Especially we've got now. something set in our diary. The trouble with kind of member site stuff is it's a bit like having your standard gym membership. Yeah. You intend to go. You'll go later. You didn't quite get there. You'll do it tomorrow. And it's the same with the member site. If it's there all the time, yeah, you can always sort of put it off. If you've got an appointment with your personal trainer or for your group session um, or for your social event, then you're more likely to go. Yeah. And so you're more likely to get value out of it because, uh, and as you say, right now, anything that's got a social element sort of. It's absolutely huge. It. Yeah. And it's important to say that social doesn't need to be um, a big group. So if you Three. are a one-to-one -one trainer, it's not a case of, oh, well, I haven't got a, you know, a gym full of people that we can invite out and have a massive group. You can do it with, with um, less people. It, they can bring their families, potentially, obviously subject to whatever your local lockdown rules are right now. Um, but you can, Dog walks. can do stuff that's, Dog walks good on a storm. that sort of fits. And if, if you can't do anything, then I know there's sort of real mixed feelings about it, but an online version of... Right, when when that's the only option you've got is still Quizzes. a really good option. Quiz nights go down a storm, just to let you know. And this comes from the worldwide champion of curious fitness <laughs> quizzes. <laughs> worldwide, okay? Yeah, if you want to just hammer in your own superiority <laughs> yeah. over your client base. <laughs> Literally, it's the, most, it's the most amazing feeling in the world to know that I know so much general nonsense. Way more general nonsense than anybody that walks through the building at Curious. I know way more. Just what you look, if you want like general knowledge, but no useful knowledge, I'm your guy. I'm your guy all the time. This is why I got Claren to talk about this. Um, so cool. Yeah. So I think we're agreed on challenges. I think something that um, based on whatever, whatever Rich Hooley says on, on, uh, on Monday, he's, I know he's going to talk about nutrition and he's going to talk about sleep with regards to um, basically set up a nice body environment to defend against viruses. I'd be really inclined. And this is something I'm going to, I'm going to ask Johnny to, to manage. If you're watching this, Beeps, here you go actually getting um, a 30-day emphasis on sleep. So what does sleep hygiene look like? Because you've got loads of parents, and it's so hard. And you've got people that can't get to sleep because of pain. We've got people that can't get to sleep because of kids. Um, but if we always do what we've always done, then we're always going to get what we always have. So I want to make sure that we can try and make this a priority and an emphasis for people because it does make a big difference. So even if it's encouraging people just simply to not use their phone for half hour less during the night and doing something that calms the mind. Cause this leads into Deborah's stuff as well. Right. Yeah. So um, we've, we've had such good talks in LTV over the course of the last sort of six months. And all of these things ring true. Now the curious members have listened to Deborah's talk. The curious members have listened to Liz Halstead's talk. So one on like creating a positive mindset and the other one on creating positive sleep behaviors I would love to see us do something like that. 
because it is a renewed focus. It is a good challenge. It is something that gets people out of their comfort zone a little bit and it gets people engaged. And you know what? If people don't want to do it, I they'd have to raise their hand. But that novel challenge, that novel stimulus, and as long as we're willing to walk the walk with them, I think they'll go down a storm. Chris Eakett, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think, um, I suppose, being specific about sleep, you're already aware of the potential issues on that is that for some people, it's kind of, well, that's easy for you The barriers to are too much. And it's not going to be there. Personally, if I was doing it, I would expand it out and make it a focus on self-care. Okay. Um, that's not to say yeah, that yeah, if, you know, for your audience, sleep might be the one to do. But um, I know for the people I work with before, I'd probably go a little bit wider and then, they, then they've got a bit more room for interpreting um, elements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so within that, that could be sleep. But it could be just finding five minutes to yourself somewhere this that's, is your, that's for you kind of thing. I'm naturally already doing that. And I could guess I could lead in from like the fact that as a part of my goal setting this month, I want to listen to an album every day, every single day. And now we're halfway through the month and I'm listening to two. It's like, go me. It means if I don't listen to another album this month, I'm in credit. It's fine. Because uh, that's how it works, right? That's how it works. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm weighing debt for my album quota. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm there. Um, cool. I, I think that's long enough. I'll, I'll put this out on um, on an audio format as well. But that was ace. anything else to add before we go? No, I think that's that's it. I, I suppose the only thing is just you know your clients better than, yeah, than we yeah, do. Yeah. So go with what's useful to them. Asking them is good, but bear in mind that sometimes they just don't know or just don't care. And sometimes we search for an answer from clients for something that they're like, well, I'm, I am genuinely quite happy with what I'm doing right now. But you seem to want to add something in. So, so yeah, that sounds fine. <laughs> so, so yeah, look at your client base. Use the knowledge you have of the people you work with. If you want to add something in, make sure it's going to be useful to them. And introduce it as a bit of an experiment. And that way it doesn't feel quite so pass-fail. Um, and just, just have a little bit of fun with it. But make sure before you do that, self-critique yourself. Is the session quality good enough right now? Is the goal setting being done to a high enough standard right now? Because that's 90%. Everything else you mentioned today is the 10% of additional stuff that you could potentially do as long as the foundations are in place. And on that note, I wish you goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye. Bye. <laughs>